Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Bite-Sized Cybercrime, the podcast where we discuss cybercrime cases from both the past and the present in both national and international. Today, I'll be taking us back in time a few years and across the pond from my home in the United States all the way to the United Kingdom. This is going to be rough for me because I personally do not like flying and that is not a secret. You always have to be like five hours early to the airport and then you end up sitting around and doing nothing for a while anyways. Then sometimes your flight is cancelled due to weather and you get the experience of arguing with the airport to give you your money back while booking your hotel for another night unexpectedly. Also, the seats are really uncomfortable, and on long flights, I find it impossible to sleep in such an awkward position. And then there's the joy of having your checked bag tossed around, or sometimes they just lose your bag, or they break your stuff. It's... you can tell I really don't like airports. And if flying wasn't stressful enough, imagine it being combined with your credit card information being compromised. Enough so that cybercriminals can steal directly from your bank account. That would suck, wouldn't it? Well, this hasn't happened to me, thankfully, but it did happen to 380,000 British Airways customers. Let's get into the full story. So, what happened? According to the ICO, the Information Commissioner's Office, on August 21st, 2018, users trying to go to the British Airway websites were diverted to a fraudulent site. Now, your first thought may be a phishing email. Some hackers sent out a fake British Airways email to customers and they clicked on the link and signed in. But that isn't the case here. In fact, customers in this case did the right thing by going directly to the legitimate website. The problem is what happened after they landed on the site and tried to enter their payment information. It seems that British Airways used a third party to process payments, and that third party's code had malicious code embedded in it that sent payment information to a hacker. This is known as a cross-site scripting attack. We don't know if the third party service itself was directly affected, or if it was just the portion on the British Airways website that was affected. If it was the third-party source itself, this would be a supply chain attack, as this service is being provided to multiple people and, well, British Airways would not have been the only victim. But let's get back to cross-site scripting. Cross-site scripting is an exploit where a hacker can inject their own malicious code into a legitimate website, and when a user uses that website, the malicious code can execute. This can be used to install malware over legitimate downloads, redirect you to a fake phishing site, or steal data you enter on a website. But apart from that, why would British Airways use a third party to process payments? Well, it's easier to do that than it is to make your own code. Plenty of websites use third parties to do things like process payments, especially since anything involving credit cards is very strictly regulated, which is going to come up later. You probably have payments processed through a third party all the time without even knowing. There is always a risk when using a third party though, which is that you do not control the code. You can update the code regularly and follow best practices, but if that third party is compromised and you don't know it, it's easy for something like this to happen. British Airways did not explicitly state that this occurred, and all the ICO said is that payment information was diverted to a false site, but this is the most likely explanation, and I will explain why in a bit. First, we need to go over the important part. What was compromised exactly? Hackers were able to obtain full names, street addresses, email addresses, credit card numbers, expiration dates for those credit cards, and scarily, card security codes, the three numbers on the back of your credit card. This is enough information to steal money from accounts and to fraudulently use credit cards on other websites. No travel details were stolen either, just payment information. So although credit card information was stolen, hackers did not know where any of the victims were going. Nor did they steal any data on passports, which is a form of identification and can be used to steal identities. Still, this is a very serious data breach because, well, 
It could lead to people making unauthorized payments on your credit card. But if you know anything about how credit card information is stored, you might be especially surprised. And if you don't know anything about how credit card information is stored, here's why you should be surprised. The PCI DSS is a data security standard that is mandated by all major credit cards, and you need to follow these standards if you want to accept payments from those credit cards. One of these standards is that CVV codes cannot be stored. It is simply only allowed to be processed at the time of payment and nothing more. This means a cross-site scripting attack was able to capture the CVV codes as the customer entered it and send it off to the hacker's machine where it could be stored. And, well, hackers don't exactly care to abide by data storage standards when stealing your data. So, what happened after this attack? Credit card companies were flooded with calls and American Express promised to alert customers of any suspicious payment activity. There's very little information on any potential victim, so it seems credit card companies did a good job of protecting their customers. Or, well, any victims haven't been definitively linked to this specific breach. British Airways was also issued a £183 million fine by the Information Commissioner's Office, which would have been the biggest fine issued by them to that day. This was such a big fine that second place was only half a million pounds. Imposed on Facebook for a data scandal, that will be a topic of a future episode. However, the fine was reduced to £29 million in 2020, which is still painful, but a lot less than the original £183 million. Thank you to Reuters and the BBC for reporting on the details of this attack. I especially liked reading the opinions of other info security people so we could speculate on the most likely attack vector. And based on the nature of this attack, I agree it does seem like a good analysis. And of course, thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Bite-Sized Cybercrime, and until next time, stay secure.